This is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an IV Pod production. You can find us at IVPod.com. We are IV Pod on Facebook, IV Podcast on Twitter, and mail at IVPod.com is our email. Let's begin episode 46 of the IV Alternative Podcast. I'm fine, Clayton. How are you? Okay. Let's uh, use our weird voices. That's no. right. Oh, we got a big show. Big, big show. We got to cram a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. Yeah, if we're, we're going to try to stick to a, a decent time frame without dragging on too, too long, we're going to have to move quick. And I think the first thing we should do is give credit to our sponsor for this week's episode, and it is I candy graphics and web design again this week and which is exciting we we couldn't be happier to have her and and the eye candy team as a sponsor we'll go ahead and do the read yes hit it off there didn't i do you want your business to stand out from the herd why, yes. Uh, we highly recommend checking out iCandy Graphics and Web Design. They do custom website design, business logos, graphic design, brochures, business card, flyers, menus, marketing materials, anything like that. They work hard to make your company stand out from the, com- the competitors by creating striking and professional compositions. Uh, whether you're a large company or a one-person shop, they can help you look professional and savvy. You can visit them at uh, www.icandy-graphics.com. Uh, and you can email her at info at icandy-graphics.com. Um, we know Candy, and we can vouch for her. She's amazing, talented, creative, and she she did the Ivy Pod logo, so if there's any proof that if you like the logo, gosh, I hope you do, that she does wonderful work. She, we bounced some ideas off her, and she came up with that, and we couldn't have been happier. So, yeah, she's done a lot of work. If you go visit the website, you can see a lot of examples of the work that she's done, and, and if, if you're – Needing any kind of services like that, we highly recommend her, uh, the iCandy Graphics team. So there we go. Damn. So what's on the what's on the deck for tonight, John? We're hitting all sorts of things up, Clayton. We are going to be doing some election results stuff because we talked about that last time. So we're going to quickly run through some of the results. Yep, we are election going Tuesday, to... so we're going to do a little wrapping up. Yeah. Sounds good. And then we've got a guest, a special guest coming on. Yes. Dana, Dana Disc Golf. Dana, yeah. Dana at Dana Disc Golf. Dana Vichy. He's in Ottawa. He's not an Ottawa resident anymore, but he he uh, is from Ottawa, and he is a professional disc golf player. Top ranked in the country. Almost. So, almost. <laughs> yeah, he's up there. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Oh no, there's no almost there. He is. He's, he was. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm sure we'll talk to him a lot more about it when we get into the interview. But I think he's he's a uh, he's a runner up two times in a row for the state of Illinois championship. Um, he's won the Indiana state championship two times in a row, I believe. Um, travels uh, across the country and plays, and it's it's a pretty neat story. And, and he kind of. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, we'll see what it what it all entails, but it'll be it should be good. All right. Well, let's uh, the elections. Yeah, Tuesday spring elections, which around here actually were pretty. You know, usually the spring elections, there's not a lot of people come out to them. It's really really down. But right. it was not so. Uh, they were 
packed. Right. I, I know locally in LaSalle County, especially just because there were some hot topics on the uh, right. on the ballots, and that brought a lot of people out to to vote. So that's great. So yeah, Peru it was it was thirty percent for LaSalle County was the turnout, I believe. And so and I then, think yeah. Peru was probably higher than that because they had the mayoral election. Uh, LaSalle had some alderman stuff and um, Ottawa. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff going on. So the ones we talked about in the last episode, we just kind of wanted to wrap up and kind of give some of the results and, if, you know, talk about what, you know, I don't know if there's much controversy, but, you know, just go, go over what how it all shook out. So. So one of the big ones we talked about last time was the electrical aggregation. We 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 actually we, we kind of thought it sounded like a pretty good deal. I know you Clay had ex- have experience with this because in Ottawa it happened mm-hmm. and your rates went down. So right. we were kind of thinking because there was at least three of these right. that were on ballots locally. Uh, one in Lake Bureau, one in LaSalle. I think there was another one in Putnam maybe. But every single one got voted down. Mm-hmm. So. That was the result. I think kind of surprised. Right, and I, I was a little surprised. I, I, I guess I see the the reasons why maybe people voted it down because of distrust in general of um, utility companies, and they having a new name kind of associated with your company, even though they wouldn't really be doing the billing, they'll just be providing basically shopping around for you. Is kind of how I understand it. And so I. I Kind of see it, but I, I can say that on my rates, at least here in Ottawa, I, I've noticed a, a nice decline. Um, I don't, I, I can't put an exact number on it, but I, I could say anywhere from 10 to 20 percent. Seems like that my rates have dropped in the last year since we've gone through the aggregation. And I think some people don't have a, th- a thorough understanding of what it is, or maybe they do, and I'm wrong. Um, but well, you know what, it it is. If had we not talked about this topic and and did a little research on it, I might have also voted right. no. You know, if I was in that situation, it wasn't on my ballot. But right. had I just walked into the uh, election cold yeah. and saw that question, I probably would have voted no just because it sounded confusing and it sounded fishy and just it did not fishy, but it just it, it, you didn't hear a whole lot about it. Right. And, it's like we were going to change something. I'm not I'm not sure about it. You know, let's. I'm going to hold off. I don't want to, you know, yeah, I, I can understand that. And it was for, like, unincorporated LaSalle County, so it's basically a lot of the folks that live out in the country, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. And they, they, and they vote. I mean, it, was, it wasn't really close either, so. Um, no. So that's that one. What else we talk about last time? Um, let's see. Fire stuff. There was a couple ones we talked about related to fire stations. And right. Things. Right. The Wallace Fire, uh, fire District, Fire Protection District, they voted, uh, no. The, against having a, a special, I, I guess, getting more money for a fire department, even having a fire department, maybe. I think um, it was something for their firehouse. They okay. wanted some money to build a new one. So that, that didn't work out, but, uh, the one in Spring Valley did, I think. Right. They're getting a new fire truck. They're just going to extend some of the, Bond structures that they had, uh, kind of confusing, but they're getting a new fire engine pumper out of the deal, and that that's pretty neat, good for them. They they have a good fire department in Spring Valley, so my brother-in-law is on the fire department there, so he I know he's going to be happy about this. So yeah, well, good. Yeah. The other big one, there was another big one in Spring Valley that was the uh, school. Now that did go through, didn't it? Well, I from my understanding is they're still going to do a count and make sure that. The, with was, the absentee ballots and count, because yeah. it was that close. I think it was by four votes. 
Oh, wow. I think was what the, and you know, I haven't brushed up on this and actually surprisingly, we don't even have this. We kind of in, in the dock, it's, it's the exact numbers, but yeah, it, it's real close. And that would be for a $32 million refer, referendum to build a new high school. And, and it looked like a lot of people, it was kind of controversial, at least since from Valley, cause it's a possibility and probably almost a guarantee that they're going to end up, you know, they got to pay for it, comes out of tax dollars. Um, but it's probably high time they got a new school out there and it looks like they're going to get it. So, but it could, they're not going to know officially until April 24th. So we'll see how that shakes out with the absentee oh, okay. ballots. Yeah. So, um, what was the other big one? I think the biggest one that I saw, and this was a county wide vote, was for the sales tax, the one cent for LaSalle County kids. Right. And that one. Got, right. That was it. That got voted down. Right. Yeah. And that happened. I had, uh, people, some folks that I work with that, were in favor of it and sort of explained, you know, well, you know, it's for the kids and, you know, that's the only way they're going to get more money and da da da. And I was like, now you're making me feel bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you took the no stance. I and like, I just, like, <laughs> my thinking is, in a, and I said it to them, I was like, well, here's the, they, they don't seem to budget well anyway. Um, you know, and every time you give them more money, they're never going to turn around and give it back. It, meaning, you know, if you, if you raise sales tax, I guess the, some of the argument would be, well, then that'll prevent a raise in property taxes later, and the property taxes are going to cost you more in the long run than a sales tax would as, on an individual basis, if you're, especially if you're a homeowner. But I don't I know. I think that's the point. It's I think if they want they something want like this to pass, they need to consider not just trying to raise taxes by a percent, but actually combo it with, with some type of property tax decrease or something so that people who – maybe don't have such an interest in it, you know, like they don't have small children who they think it's going to benefit and they, they they don't see the result for themselves. Maybe they, if you can piggyback this with some kind of a property tax reduction or something right. so that more people might see value, I think maybe then they'd have a better chance getting it passed. Right. I just so, think in but, general people, anytime you say, oh, we're going to raise taxes, I think in, in general people are, no. No, that's okay. You're you're telling me I get a say in this? Well, I vote no, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it's going to be. I mean, it, it's it, you know most folks in Illinois, especially because we just had a um, an income tax increase. I mean, over the past five years, most people are making less than they were five years ago. Maybe they might make making a little bit more on their paycheck just because they've gotten raises depending on the career or whatever they're in. But everything's more expensive now. Inflation's going crazy, gas prices and everything. And now it's more sales tax. And it's like, you know what? I know it's for, yeah, I like children and I, I, I want to help them. But man, uh, sales tax, ugh. And that, I mean, I kind of like the idea too. It's like, well, anybody who comes from outside the area will help too. And Yeah, but if you do all your shopping in LaSalle County or most of the bulk of your shopping, plan on it costing you. You know, it might, say you spend 20% of your income in, in, you know, on groceries and gasoline. I mean, it's be a sales tax, right? So I'm assuming, I don't know if there's a sales tax on gas, but I guess like whatever there's a sales tax on, you know, whatever percentage of your income you spend, tack on another whatever. So it might be another 200, 300 bucks per person. Maybe that's extreme. Is that too much, John? Let me run the numbers. I don't, I don't know. You lost me at the. Whatever. It's still, it's still going to cost you a lot. I mean, I, I think it's, Eh, I don't know. All I know is it's going to be on the ballot until they succeed. 
Okay. They're going to keep having it on the ballot, I can guarantee you. Well, maybe I'll vote for yes next time, and then I'll, I'll debate <laughs> the other side of it. I'm actually you're going to be guilt you're going to be guilted into it. Well, right? yeah, I'm a, and to be completely <laughs> honest, I'm a little waffly on it. Like uh, I could be convinced to go the other way. So I, as strong as I sounded before, I, I really am not. I don't I don't really know what's best. So, and that's all I have to say about that, John. That, that's I. <laughs> I got nothing to add. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I could carry on and rant, but I don't know how much sense that actually but make. One thing I do have here, I got a little uh, thing here saying that we've got a guest waiting. Oh, yeah. Is he on the horn? Okay. Well, let's let's cut to that. We can we can hit up Dana Disc Golf and uh, yeah, sounds good. And by the way, as a quick preview for this. I have no idea when we talked about this, but in a previous podcast, we did in fact talk about disc golf. We tried to find out which one it was, and in a short amount of time, we we failed. We gave uh, up. Kind of, we gave up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point, we did talk about disc golf. So if you're un, unfamiliar, right. it's a growing sport here in the country, and there's a lot of places locally to go. So it's pretty awesome that we could get Dana on. So mm-hmm. I guess let's, uh, get, let's to get this going. Yeah, sounds good. All right, we'll be back. Hi guys, we're back. We got Dana Vichy on the line. He's our disc golf ex- expert, disc golf professional, and he's here to kind of enlighten us on the, some of the local disc golf hot spots and, and what it's like to be a pro and, and, and what got into it. And that's <laughs> so welcome. Yeah. Welcome, Dana. John Clayton, thanks for having me. No problem. Yeah. Man, we didn't do you justice there. I mean, you are like ranked nationally. By the Professional Disc Golf Association. Was it 2012 you were ranked like 20, 20th or something like that? Uh, I don't think I, I creep that high. Um, I've been somewhere in the past few years from probably 35 to 55, just bouncing around there. Yeah, that's still amazing. Waiting that's awesome. the wings. Yep. I'm yeah, <clears throat> awesome. So, yeah, you're. Um, I was reading through your site here. Not only are you uh, this professional awesome uh disc golfer but you uh do all sorts of other stuff too you design courses you you're major driver with uh different charity functions um and a teacher uh well a substitute teacher substitute teacher oh, hey, <laughs> yeah. it's all the same to me <laughs> that's cool well, well thanks for coming on the show yeah really yeah. excited cool even though you're not a big podcast guy we know that now <laughs> right He's he's working on it. We're, we try we're trying to convince him to get into at least listening to Ivy Pod. So we know he'll probably listen to one episode, uh, yeah. which is good enough for us. That's how we get people to listen. We just have them on the show. Yeah, I, I it's funny because I met Dana. I don't know going on I don't know seven or eight years ago. I guess it's hard to believe, isn't it, Dana? It would have been like oh five oh oh four oh five ish. Yep, right around there at the good old Ilstu. Yep, at Illinois State and uh, the Parks and Rec, the kinesiology department. And he was a young student who dragged his 
disc golf basket into the into the uh the like which isn't a building that that isn't there anymore into the old gym and and made students chuck discs at it and 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 I was like I think I I like this guy he's got he's got some gusto so we <laughs> so it, and, you know some years later it just kind of kept in contact with him at least very little bit and uh you know we thought we'd reach out to him to get him on the show and and I and I've kind of been following along because he's been in the newspaper from time to time with some of the stuff he does here. Uh, he runs events out at Pine Hills, and so I I, I was excited to get you on. And, and you know I I'm not sure where we should jump off with it, the interview. I mean, when did you start playing disc golf? I know they had a course here in Ottawa. So what 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 got you started? Well, in uh, the summer of 2002, I was up in Battle Creek, Michigan, playing uh, baseball, and. Uh, we were in like the Midwest Regional Championships or something, and uh, wow, the yeah, exciting stuff. But uh, <laughs> the little skate shop or whatever next to our hotel had uh, discs for sale, and I had always loved frisbees, and so me and a couple guys picked up a few and we we're throwing them around, and uh, sure enough, we ended up losing in the tournament, and uh, my baseball career was pretty much over. wasn't going to play in college, and and coincidentally. I believe it or not, I get back to Ottawa and they had just installed the nine hole course down at Fox River Park. So oh. I picked up these discs and then all of a sudden there was a course in town and from there I just started playing. Yeah, and then nice. you going to ISU, there's a there's a, a nice eighteen hole course in normal and then they have the eight or the nine hole course down downtown Bloomington or by the zoo down there, right? Yeah, that's Miller Park, and it's actually extinct now. And they, oh, is it? Yeah, they actually have a, a new nine-hole course in Forest Park, which is Kitty Corner there, and then an okay. 18-hole course at P.J. Irvin Park. Oh, but, cool. Well, that nine-hole course was kind of awkward anyway, but yeah. I played there a lot, actually, and I enjoyed it. But that's Yeah, cool. I can remember spending five, six hours a day there in college. Really? Did you play in, at the one in Normal much, the, that one? Yeah, Maxwell Park. When they Maxwell. installed, yeah, when we installed, or when uh, the city installed that, uh, we kind of moved over that way and spent mm-hmm. most of our time there. Right, and that's a big. I mean, that was kind of for me. It seemed like a long, long course because they had the big, long holes, and it was a. Um, for me, I mean, being I, I had really hadn't I had just started, so you, I'd see some of those holes and I'd be like, I can't. This is really far but you'd see some of the guys out there and that's when you i'd run into the guys like you who were heaving that uh disc i mean i don't know i four four hundred five hundred feet probably that is that's about right isn't it probably longer than that yeah it's un- probably yeah some of those that. guys can really throw it you know five six hundred feet even and it's it's just wild to see mm-hmm. like the hammer throws and all the like with overhand throws and all that stuff and I, I mean i don't know if that's the way is a good way to throw it but i remember seeing guys do that and i was like i don't even know you could do that <laughs> it's, it's amazing so uh that's that's cool it, it, and then you just kind of when did you realize that you were were you just better than your friends or did it sort of just through practice that you you kind of you know ended up being you know kind of i don't want to start playing in tournaments or you know, what got you started there uh, well, it took me uh, probably three, four years of just playing recreationally at uh, around Bloomington Normal, and then I started. Uh, I learned that there was leagues and actually tournaments, and then got into it from there and kind of just dove in head first. Started playing twenty, thirty plus tournaments a year. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, and just as a confession, uh, Dana, um, 
I'm the loser in this discussion because I've never played before. So. Oh man, we got to change that. <laughs> we do. I, I started because my when I when I went back to school for grad school, it was uh, my roommate Dave played, and he, you know, I just went. I think I went to I don't know a shop and bought a disc, and I only played with one. So, and and just that's how I got started. We'd go maybe two days a week for you know a while, and that was my experience with it. And really, I haven't. I haven't gone. I haven't gone in a long time. I must confess. So, uh, you met, you mentioned that, and that's kind of one of the wonderful things about disc golf is you really you only need one disc, and uh, you can make of it what you want. You can go out once or twice a week with a buddy and do whatever, or you can go to leagues every week and play tournaments, or or you can play once a year and it only and it's free, and you only need a eight dollar disc. It's really right. uh, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about it too, is because you, it's free. You don't need a tee time, and you really you get it's good exercise too, because it's not like you're, you're going to be pulling a cart around. I mean, you're walking, and it's about the length of a golf course, in some instances. So, I mean, you're you you get a lot of I mean, and you don't even realize you get it, and it's you, you, it's a good time to just hang out with your buddies too, and it's it's good clean fun. And one of the other cool parts is it's it's accessible. I mean, you, I mean, people from uh, little kids. I mean, one's probably eight, nine, ten years old, probably all the way up to any anybody older than that could play as long as they can walk and move their arm, you know. Oh yeah, I, I, I like that about it as well. So, just yep. in a couple of years, John, you could take the boys out. Yes. Well, let's start with me. Let's get me out. There yeah, first. that's. I, I definitely got to get out there. I, I do. And in, in preparing for this and uh, reading all this stuff and reading, uh, Dana's got an awesome website we didn't mention before. What is it? A www.danadiscgolf.com. It's very cool. Right. Same, you go to it. Same as the Twitter handle. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't introduce. We should have introduced you that way, as because that's how I I've known you since following you on Twitter. You're just you're Dana Disc Golf, and I I didn't. That's why I had to ask you before the show what your last name was, because like I've only known you that way. <laughs> kind of funny. But uh, yeah, so anybody listening right now want to find out more information, definitely go to danadiscgolf.com because your website's not, it's really nice because it lays everything out. It talks about um, what's going on, talks about co- upcoming events, talks about how you do course design. It's um, and then it's got all your different sponsors. Which how how did that come about? I mean, you've got several sponsors here. Um, that, is that just through playing in leagues and, and doing really well, and they just came up and tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Hey, you know." Well, it's a little more than that. I in uh, 2000, let's see, 2009, I I started traveling nationally uh, quite a bit and uh, was getting better slowly but surely, and just kind of met some of the right people and made a good impression. And uh, I got hooked up with uh, Vibram Disc Golf. Have you guys ever heard of Vibram? They're famous yes. for their uh, their soles of uh, work boots and and shoes. And uh, they started making discs in 2008. And uh, yeah, like I said, I was lucky enough to to get in with them uh, kind of on the ground floor. And from there, I've I picked up a few uh, local sponsors like Paragon Disc Golf out of Springfield. They're an apparel company, and uh, Plastic Addicts out of the uh, Peoria area, which sells discs. So those guys, yeah, after I started winning a few tournaments uh, locally and uh, proving that one of the, you know, that I could win, and they uh, asked me to join the teams. So That's cool. Sweet. Well, the last two pair of shoes I bought are Vibram Soles. So I have Patagonia 
chews that I like, I found that are really nice and comfortable. I think they, they'll, Vibram actually will put their soles on a lot of different brands of shoes too. It's not just one brand. They don't make their own. Is that correct? So um, I, I think maybe Merrill's too or something. Yeah, they're, they're on quite a few different brands, but have, have you ever seen the Five Fingers from Vibram? Yeah, I have. Yeah. They're creepy. Yeah. They're creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're different. I mean, it's just like nothing you haven't seen before. So. I tried to get some. They had some on Woot the other day or last week, and I was going to get them, and I was too late. They didn't have my size. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? If, you, if you're not doing anything on the 21st, come over to Marilla Park and Streeter. We'll be giving a pair away at the uh, tournament that I'm running there. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. What's what's going on with that? You've you've got something now. When everybody hears this, you will you will have already played one because we're recording this a little bit earlier than than normal. So you've got one in an upcoming weekend. You're playing, and then a, and then another one on the twenty first. That's in Streeter. What's the name of that course uh, there? That's Mar- in Marilla Park. Marilla. Okay. Yeah. Is that Beautiful a permanent park. course? Uh, yes, it's a permanent course. That that's a new one, right? Yes, uh, Dan Nagel and myself designed it over the past year and a half, and it was installed last summer. And awesome. uh, yeah, it's a great park. Neat. And that's is that a part of the Illinois Vibram tour that you're set? Yes. You help? Yes, okay. that's um that's the finale of the Vibram Disc Golf Ill Spring Series. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you you the main season is probably late spring and, and throughout the summer, right? But you play all winter long, right? Yeah, yeah, I play all winter. I'm I'm not as hardcore in the winter as I used to be. Now that I'm playing so many tournaments during the the spring, fall, and uh, spring, summer, and fall, I kind of take it easy in the winter and, and uh, focus a little bit on uh, trying to get into shape and and uh, just practicing putting inside. Neat. Also, I mean, I, that's one of the things that we are going to ask you, too, is like how, how much... I mean, the the fact that you're saying you obviously take this seriously, you're you're making sure that you're in shape. You're not out on the course uh, slamming tall boys and and just screwing <laughs> around. You're actually you you obviously take it very seriously. So, what is it stretching and just strength that'll help you and, and flexibility or what yeah. can you do? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. Flexibility and uh, just stretching a lot, and I I think it really helps out. It's just like any sport. You don't, you can't, it's not like softball. I mean, although that probably helps with that, but you can't be a big <laughs> brute and just hit the ball over the fence every time. There's, there's some finesse in this game. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I know from playing it, it's, it's, it's incredible that the, I mean, you get yourself in a precarious situation sometimes where you, you kind of, you might not have the right footing or, or you just, it's, it's, it's unique. It, it, you'd you kind of have to go out and see how it is, but it, it's, it's, that's a lot of fun. I know that. So, and you, do you ever, I mean, are you practicing, like, are you, you work on your putting almost daily? Like, is it one of those things where it's, it, it's a routine? Oh, yeah. It's, I actually have a basket, a disc golf basket in our living room of our apartment. And, uh, I try to put on it as much as possible. You know, I wake up in the morning and, throw a couple putts, take a shower, throw a few putts and go to work or do whatever and come home and try to get a little putting session in and just putt, putt, putt. Nice. <laughs> so you're like down the hallway trying to like or something yeah. like that? Pretty, well, I'm putting from pretty much from uh, our bedroom through the door down the hallway and into the living room. So, Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Have you broken anything? A couple things, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, that's all right. Um, nice. Yeah, and I don't 
our, our neighbors downstairs haven't complained yet, so. Uh, right, just the jangling of the chains when you make one. That's well, that's a good sound. That's kind of like when the if ball golf. Um, John's familiar with that term. I've shared it with him. Um, the the sound of the ball rolling in the cup is supposed to be your reward for you know making oh, yeah. the ball go home. So that oh, yeah. the the sound of the disc hitting the chains, John, is the that's your reward when you're playing disc gotcha. golf. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. How many do you so do you have any aces on the uh, on on the like in in bigger tournaments? Have you done that before? Oh yeah, I think overall I I've actually lost count, but I'm probably at least at 50 total aces, and uh, probably around 15 or 20 in uh, in tournaments. Wow! Is an ace a hole in one? Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Oh, okay, cool. it's a little more achievable because they'll have like short you know, holes that are reachable in one throw, kind of like a par three, right? I, I don't know how the it, yeah. it, it, how the pars and everything work on all the courses, but yeah, there's that's that's awesome. That's so yeah. Speaking of like everything I've read on like you know comparisons of disc golf and ball golf, that there's a certain the way it works. It's they are very similar. So I know for me when I go to play golf on one particular day, my drives are awesome and my putting stinks. Or sometimes the short game is awesome and the long game's bad. I mean. Is it? Do you kind of find you have the same sort of a thing? Is there one particular part of your game that's that's better, or or on one day it's better than the other, or anything like that? Oh yeah, yep. Some days the the putting's on and your timing's a little bit better, and uh, you know some days you're throwing one shot better than another. And part of practicing is trying to make it so your off is not that off. But comparing disc golf and uh, ball golf as uh, I. Clayton and I like to call it. It's pretty. You go through this all the same things, all the same emotions. Uh, really, the only difference is disc golf is a heck of a lot easier than ball golf. And, right. But okay. but you're going through all the same all the same things and uh, the motion swings and the good shots and the bad shots and being on one day and off the other. So. Right. Nice. Yeah. That that's that's kind of. I'm, I'm surprised to hear you say it's a lot easier. I was I was wondering if. When you really get into it, I'm sure you're a lot more picky about your game, but it, it, regular golf can be because you can't. It's hard to flub a, a drive with a frisbee, but you can. I've seen it done. But yeah, that's it's kind of an interesting comparison, and 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 the, the emotional roller coaster thing. I, I felt the same way when I played. Is it, you you might you might be eight or ten feet away from that basket, and it's it's not small, but you you could easily whiff you know i mean just whip it right past and it goes rolling 12 feet past and you got to come back the same direction same way you might with a downhill putt in regular golf you know where if you blow it past you you're there's no guarantee you're going to make it coming back the other way and, and the same thing could happen in disc golf so that's mm-hmm. good comparison reading through um like clayton you mentioned before that there's been several articles in like the trib and the times uh about Dana and you know looking through some of them some of the more recent ones which is really cool uh has to do with the charity work you've done so I see here you got uh, two things you've done you know recently there's the DG 4 p.m and you got your own site for that www.dg4pm.com mm-hmm. then you also had the ice bowl uh not too long ago too at Pine Hills so so how'd that come about that that sounds like some pretty awesome stuff yeah we'll we'll start with the ice bowl um the Ice Bowl is actually a nationwide uh, disc golf charity event that is played in the, the winter months. And the goal of 
an ice bowl tournament is to raise money for local food banks or uh, or, or a local charity. And so last year at Pine Hills, we ran the first annual ice bowl there, and I think we raised uh, we raised at least a thousand dollars and three or four hundred pounds of food. And uh, this year we had uh, the day before the Super Bowl, the second annual, and we we had about double the players we did last year, and uh, we raised quite a bit more money and uh, a little bit more food. So that's just a, a fun way for uh, uh, disc golfers to give back to the community. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. Awesome. And then the other one uh, goes towards uh, cancer treatment? Yeah, the, the other one, uh, DG4PM, it stands for Disc Golf for Pat and Meredith. And uh, Pat and Meredith, Pat uh, was my mom who passed away in 97 from ovarian cancer. And then Meredith is her sister uh, who passed away a few years ago from leukemia. So in their honor, I I decided to start this DG4PM charity to raise money for the American Cancer Society. And basically uh, last year was the first year I did it. And uh, what I did was... I was playing in the World Championships in they were in Charlotte, North Carolina last year and I I went out and I got people to pledge X amount of dollars for each throw or shot that I took in the World Championships. And uh it was a pretty good success. Uh had quite a few donations and pledges and uh raised just $8 shy of 4000 of uh I think it was about $3,900. Wow. Nine hundred ninety-two dollars. So it was, it was a pretty good success, and um, I'm looking, actually looking at expanding it uh, this year, so other disc golfers can get involved across the country and go out to their communities and get pledges, and so that's uh, that's in the works right now, and yeah. I, I I really dig the concept, but isn't it kind of backwards too? So if you win, you're going to raise less money, right? <laughs> uh, no? yeah. You know, and, and you're not the not the first person that kind of brought that up. And some people said, "Well, won't you just tank and throw extra shots to raise more money?" And that's, I I would never, I've never uh, tanked a shot, or and I never no. would. So, but I mean, I some people do think that. You know, they say, "Well, you're probably oh, just going to yeah. go out and you know do that." You'd rather you know? win. Oh yeah, I would rather win. I it's yeah. it's not in it's not in my blood to. Uh, purposely uh do poorly right yeah. where's the where is the world championships this year now actually uh the world championships are in cedar lake or crown point indiana which is oh well it's a uh, roughly two hours from uh the ottawa area so close yeah yeah i'm excited for it so do you have a certain area you know you, that's like one course or maybe a region or town that's been your favorite to play in like the best course oh man i probably so many <laughs> yeah over well over the past few years i've i've been north south and from coast to coast and uh i don't know one of my favorite tournaments of the year is is out on the east coast and it's uh kind of near boston it's it's uh coincidentally it's the vibram open uh it was my favorite tournament before they uh sponsored me but the tournament's great and uh all the people I love the the East Coasters out there. They're just uh, good people, and they they love to have a good time. And disc golf's huge out there. So and and they talk funny. So 
<laughs> that's funny. That's where my dad's from. So, and maybe that's where you're, you sense that about me and maybe that's how I connected. <laughs> oh, I sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, you've had, you've had good luck in Indiana too, right? Have you, you've won their state title yeah. two years in a row? Uh, no, uh, just, just last year, just last year. And actually that is, uh, where, uh, the world championships are is where I won the state title at. So I've got a, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with the courses there and, uh, you know, I've won there before. So, uh, we'll see what happens this year. And you, were you were second in Illinois? Or am I wrong about that too? No, you're correct. Um, okay. I'm back, back to back second places. Okay. Maybe that's uh, where I saw the back to back thing. Yeah. Well, just, just looking through your, uh, 2012 statistics as a whole, I was kind of counting them up here. It looks, looks like at least five first place finishes and top 10 at least 18 times. It's incredible. Yeah. It was a pretty good year last year. Uh, kind of, I didn't quite uh, take the steps that I was hoping to take, but uh, it was a it was a learning process, and uh, I'm ready to get back at it this year and hopefully uh, notch a few more wins Sweet. on the old belt. Good luck. Hey, Thank you. Another weird question: um, Is there any superstition? I, th- I thought that I know with golfers, there people can be very superstitious with how they do things. How about you? Anything in that? Oh regard? yeah. If I'm at a, a big tournament or anything, I'm I get in. I don't know. I, it's more of a routine, which I guess could be looked at as uh, superstitious. But I'll I'll eat the if I play well uh, the first day, and I'll repeat whatever I I. So if I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I did this at this time, I do that the next day, and I you know do that the following day for the tournament, and I try to right. try to keep a uh, the same routine for all tournaments. But uh, you know, like a food or a drink or something, I'll I definitely will. Uh, you know, repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's. I think that's that's the same for. I mean, almost every sport, people are like that. I mean, you know, baseball players wearing the same, you know, stirrups or socks or something goofy, or boxers mm-hmm. or um, <clears throat> not changing the helmet or you know whatever it might be. You have the, and that's just like a standard operating procedure thing. That's like the same same reason. And you get in the batter's box in baseball and you do the same routine with the batting gloves or something that's just what you get comfortable doing i think it if you play it out it 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 just helps it aids in the whole routine the whole process it's 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 important if you're not thinking that in that way you're probably not successful and and some people would call it superstitious but i think it's 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 actually kind of a recipe for doing well well yeah it's like trying to maintain consistency i think Oh you know, yeah, you want to be consistent. Right. I mean, you could even play. I mean, parlay it out outside of sports in the workplace. I mean, uh, if you show up to work every day and you you get your coffee at the same time, and people you get into a routine, and then that can actually be very helpful for your work and you, your schedule turns in. And it's yeah, it, it's a lifestyle thing too. I mean, uh, I, I assume too, it's not like you're it's not like a big party for you either. This is this is business for you, right? I mean. You're not getting, you're not playing tournaments hungover or anything like that. And oh no, just, no, right, nope, not that's not for me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all about putting myself in the best place possible to, to do as well as I can. And, and actually, talking about the routines, I, I really, I was having problems being a consistent player for a few years, and then a couple years ago, I, I just kind of picked out a routine and, and set set to it and my game just skyrocketed i don't know if it would they're def, definitely played a, a major role in in uh getting me to uh where i am today so definitely 
uh, I'm on with the routines. Cool. I, in regards to the sport, I mean, I know it's a, a growing sport. It, it, and where do you see it going? I mean, or have you seen just in the time that you've been a part of it and playing, have you seen that this just the, the on the professional level and then even on the amateur level, have you seen it kind of gain popularity at all? Oh yeah, the, it's definitely uh, it's slowly but surely moving in the right direction. And uh, actually, this year there's going to be some disc golf coverage on television. Um, I was going to ask that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a lot of disc golfers have been calling for it for years, and it's uh, disc golf has teamed up with uh, the Beach Sports Network, which uh, is beach volleyball, and then uh, what is it, the Wave Run, like wave runners or uh races or something but anyways they're going to be uh on this uh beach sports network uh covering a handful of tournaments across the country so it it'll probably be on like comcast or or something like that so uh nice well see i'm hoping for like a wii game or something (laughs) that'd be a way to introduce my boys and that's a really great idea (laughs) well actually there there is disc golf uh there is a disc golf wii game there is. Oh, yeah, cool. I think I think there's disc golf. It's on t- one of the Tiger Woods games and maybe one of the sports games. But uh, oh, yeah, it's on Wii and uh, whatever the Kinetic Xbox. Yeah. Wow. Oh, no, I get it. Well, I think I mean if you were to get it on TV, I think a lot of people would see it and realize, hey, hey, I could I could do that, you know. And I think that would be a great uh, promotion for the sport. And mm-hmm. I, I, the, the beautiful, I mean, and not to, um, we're kind of going back here, backwards here, but the beautiful thing about it is it's, I mean, for the most part, it's free. And, mm-hmm. and that, that to me, especially for a college student, I mean, that was like, hey, I, I couldn't afford to go golfing four days a week, but I could go play two rounds of disc golf on a Saturday and it didn't cost me a dime, you know. And mm-hmm. Do you see that changing ever? Like in the future, do you, do you think it'll always be free or? Well, it, uh, disc golf is definitely heading in the direction of uh, pay-to-play courses. Uh, they're not taking over, but they're definitely popping up uh, quite a bit uh, more. Yeah, I would think which so. Is, yeah. it, which is which are really yeah, it's really nice. A pay-to-play course, you know, it's a lot more well taken care of. It's generally on private property, and uh, usually it's a a top-notch course, and because they want people to come you know they want people to come to their facility and uh but uh there's always going to be a place for uh the free courses and right. uh so it's district. yeah yeah and having that green space and if you have a disc golf course out like in, in a perfect example is in, is it maxwell park is that what it was in normal yeah the, the that one i mean you could it's not just for disc golf because they had a uh long distance running a course there too and you i mean people it's not just exclusive for that i mean you can it's open green space but i mean if Mm -hmm. if there's a bunch of people playing disc golf you you don't want to have people out there having picnics and stuff but i mean it is there's other there's more of a benefit i mean there's 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 a benefit to having that too it's and it's not it's not a whole lot of money to maintain it either i don't think no no compared to compared to putting in Basically, any other recreational activity, disc golf is a, so much cheaper. And, uh, you know, a lot of disc golf courses are they a park district or a city will, will put them in a park that they're having problems in. And uh, whatever the problem may be, if it's vandalism or whatever, but the disc golfers come in and 
basically bring traffic to the park and uh, the shady business, whatever it may be that's going on, kind of disappears. So And they clean it up, too. And, and that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but you're right. They, if they increase the traffic, anything that's shady that's going on there, if there's drug use or drug dealing or anything like that, a lot of the folks aren't going to want to go there and slang heroin mm-hmm. if, if there's oh, yeah. cars <laughs> constantly pulling in the parking lot and there's people oh, around. Yeah. Yep, oh, that's and, interesting. I never thought of it like that, though, Dana. But that's, yeah. that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Cool. As a, as the guy who hasn't played yet, what do I need to do to get started? So anybody listening to this who's interested, where do they need to go? What should we buy? What should we do? Okay. Help me out. <laughs> All right. Your first thing you should do is either find a friend that has a couple discs you can borrow, or you can contact me or go out to IVCC Bookstore, which sells discs, and pick up a putter and or a mid-range disc. So okay. I would I would just get one or two and make sure that it's either a putter or a mid-range, which those are – they're a little more Frisbee-like and easier to throw and uh, great for uh, beginners. And uh, I would go out and uh, chuck those around and kind of – do a little trial and error and and uh, try to figure out what, what works for you and what doesn't. And to get something like that, what do you think you'd expect to, to pay for that? And a disc is anywhere from uh, $7 or $8 to uh, 16 or 17 And uh, basically the only difference in, in the price is uh, the plastic or rubber. Uh, there's different blends, and it's just like you know any other sport. There's different... Uh, higher ends and uh, they don't necessarily work better but uh, if that's what you want you can spend the extra few dollars but I would just go get a you know an eight dollar putter and and go chuck it around it'll get dinged up and stuff it's not and I didn't see any difference in the discs I played with so I mean I I, meaning I I I mean if you're using a driver versus a mid-range you would see a difference but in regards to uh, for being a very amateur player I never saw much of a difference in how I played with anything. It was, you know, a disc to me was a disc. There was ones you might feel more comfortable with, but that was the extent of it. Um, yeah. like you're, you know, you, 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 you kind of put a comment in our doc that like Tiger Woods or, or Royal Rory McElroy might not, <clears throat> they might use the greatest equipment on the planet that's suited just for them. But if you gave them a set of clubs, I, you know, that I use, they would play good with those too. So, you know, right. if you're an amateur, right. it's the cheaper ones are just fine. I'm sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and if, if you're not really sure about it, if you don't want to spend the, however, the eight, eight to sixteen dollars, I would say, uh, go out to IVCC out behind the baseball field on mon- on a Monday night, uh, which is the league night for the IVCC disc golf. And, uh, there's, they're getting anywhere from 10 to 20 plus players out there and they all have extra discs that, and, uh, they're all willing to, to show anyone the ropes and uh Wes Black is, is usually out there and oh, he's a teacher. Oh, my favorite. Yeah, Wes is a man, he's a he's a great guy. Great well, yeah, I had him for some math classes and he actually taught my ball golf class that I took at Ivy. So. Yeah, he's he's a ball golfer turned turned disc golf fanatic right. and uh that the course out there is just it's be, it, they turned I don't know if you're familiar with the where the course is at, but it basically was just a a bunch of trees and essentially tall grass and uh they cut it down and 
uh, Dan Nagel and myself and Wes designed a course out there, and now it's it, it looks like a it's a beautiful park pretty much. So, uh, re- really nice out there. So I just uh, so we're speaking about equipment. I mean, you I I seen pictures from from your website and that you you'll carry you'll have a special bag for disc golf and you'll carry like a little stool or a chair. How many how many discs will you carry with you? Um, I, I know when you're playing in a tournament. Depending on the course, I I'll have as few as twenty three or twenty four and as many as thirty or thirty two. If there's a course with a a lot of water. Where you can lose discs, I like to have a few backups, and uh, it's kind of a, a pain in the butt lugging them around. But uh, I like I like knowing that if I throw uh, whatever disc in, that I have the exact replacement uh, right wow. there waiting. Yeah. So you have a you had there's like special ergonomic disc golf bags and everything too. So that's yeah yeah, and uh, I actually just got hooked up with a company called Big Heiser Bags, and uh, their new bag is called the the Ergo. That's where uh, I saw that, probably. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great bag. Uh, BigHeiserBags.com. Check them out. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, you bring up Wes Black because he, he was a he's a really good teacher at, at out at IV. And i, I got to ask, uh, do, do you know, is who's Dan Nagel? Is he a, is he a younger fella or is he? No, no. Dan, Dan is a retired. Is he a Yes, he's a retired teacher from. Uh, oh, he's know. actually from. He's from LaSalle, but he lives okay. in Bloomington Normal. And, okay. Uh, Dan. Dan is. He's one of those special people. He's just for. He's just a great guy, and then he's a huge disc golf uh, promoter in in uh, in the area. And uh, yeah, him and him and Wes are. <laughs> they're good people. Cool. Nice. It seems like so we are plugged in with a oh. lot of good folks. That's that's. Oh that's yeah. Neat. Yep. I gotta ask. Uh, we got it here on the dock. What's how long can you throw your driver? All right, this was kind of a, a freak throw, but this past fall in Texas, there was a a crazy wind, and I I don't know what got into me, and I I tried this really big shot, and uh, it it literally went over 600 feet. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not it was, it's my farthest throw by 100 feet, but I just I got it up there in the wind just right. And it it just flew, but on a on a regular day, if I'm out in an open field with no wind, I'm I'm throwing probably about 475. Holy cow! Wow, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you do a traditional throw, or do you throw any like different? Yeah, I I'm uh I mostly throw traditional, but I also can throw a sidearm shot and an overhand shot, the thumber, tomahawk, and then I also I throw uh, a lot of rollers as well. You can make the disc roll and go pretty far as well. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that too, where guys can get it and it'll just take off, especially like on I, I know on a downhill or something like that. It was pretty neat. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Good stuff. Well, I guess uh, we're going to be coming up on our time. That's that was awesome. I'm. I think we covered everything. Yeah, well, give us one. Give us another plug. So you're going to be in Streeter, uh, what would you say, the 22nd or 21st? Uh, Sunday, Sunday, April 21st. And uh, everyone's welcome to come out and check out disc golf. I'll be hanging. I, I don't play in the tournaments that I run. I just hang out and make sure things, try to run things as smooth as possible. So come out and see what disc golf's all about. I've got plenty of discs. I'll let you try them out between rounds and or 
putt around, uh, yeah, I'll have plenty of discs for sale. And we're, I'm expecting probably a full field, which would be right around 90 players. So, uh, wow. yeah, it should, should be a good, hopefully, uh, hopefully the weather changes, mm-hmm. takes a turn for, uh, for summer. So it's kind of been a, a long spring, but you guys know that. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll see. I, 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 that's actually kind of a weird weekend, but, uh, for, I'm, that we're, I'm just bought my first house and we're closing that Friday, so I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing Sunday, so, but mm-hmm. I might have to try to sneak down there. Yeah. 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 You should. But you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll be posting stuff on your site about, uh, cause now will you be hosting any summer events? I usually don't do too much in the summer because I'm, I'm on the road. You're just out playing. Yeah, I'm on the road yeah. quite a bit, but once fall rolls around, uh, I'll be running the second annual Illinois State Doubles Championships, which is a it's a partner like best shot type thing. We do that at Pine Hills and uh, the the Streeter course. So okay, but uh, I we'll keep, keep uh, Twitter, yeah I keep Twitter updated and uh, I'm trying to update the DanaDiscGolf.com as much as possible. So, but yeah, anyone can feel free to call or email or however my contact information's all over the the internet. So. Feel free, you know, if you have any questions at all, even if it's something you think silly, I'm, I, I answer any phone, any <laughs> phone number that calls my phone, I answer it. So <laughs> I right. hear that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's DanaDiscGolf.com and then you're the same thing. DanaDiscGolf is your Twitter handle. Right. Awesome. Yeah, I do. I enjoy your, uh, you're active on Twitter. I appreciate that. <laughs> we're we're yeah. one we're one Twitter follower away from 200 for our Ivy Pod. So, and Dana's got us blown away. He's got like well over 300 followers. So maybe he can kick nice. a few our way. Yeah, right. So, well, well, it was def- great having you on, yeah. Dana. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, and uh, I'm definitely gonna seek out that uh, last podcast that you guys did with uh, Rook over at Skydive Chicago. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was Check that was I don't know if that was episode 42 or I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah, look it up man. We're on iTunes, so. Okay, well yeah. I think well, uh I think this is the start of my uh love affair with podcasts. Well, you do a lot All of right. traveling. You might you might find you might find maybe there I'm sure there's a, a disc golf podcast for you. Oh yeah, yeah, I bet uh, there's a few probably. out there. I mean, I'm not saying they might not be any good, but I mean, I can, if you listen to a show, I mean, even when you listen to this episode, if you stick on to the end and we'll have a few uh, recommendations of just ones that we've listened to in the last couple of weeks that we, that you should check out. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah. yeah no, um, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, I got to thank my fiance, Ashley, for putting up with uh, all the all of my disc golf shenanigans, discs in the living room, and letting me let yeah. me leave leave every weekend. So uh, thank you, Ashley, and uh, I appreciate you uh, putting up with me. She's so. is she in the room? <laughs> and, <laughs> no, she, she's, she's a good. She must be a good one though. That's you know, if you're. It sounds like you got yourself a good one for sure. Oh yeah, yep. I luck. And congrats, yeah. By the yeah. way, oh yeah, because yeah, yep, yeah. getting married. Oh yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I, I just got married actually almost just a year ago, so on that, I can't say anything bad about it, that's for sure. I, it's <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> oh, cool. Hey guys, I really appreciate it and, uh, good luck with, uh, the rest of the podcast and, uh, hope to see you out on the course. Ah, yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks again. We'll be right back with the podcast and tweets of the week.
All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Oh, I'm pumped. That, that was awesome. I'm gonna go play some disc golf. I know. I really want to. <laughs> you know, guy. I do. I said it last time we talked about it. I said it, but I do even more now. I just, it's gonna happen. I think it's something I could bring my wife to go do too. I think it'd be fun. All right. Some, it's not just some, a boys uh, club, that's for sure. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So yeah, thanks again, Dana, for coming on the show. That was awesome. We appreciate it. Check him out. Uh, and go play some disc golf. Yeah, follow him on Twitter if you're if you're just you can see good pictures because all the travels that he's going to do this summer, I bet he he'll be, he's he'll put up some good pictures and uh, kind of follow how he's doing and. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like I was just seeing like last year when he had the story on uh, Yahoo Sports about him you know, winning the Indiana tournament. I was like, wow, I know that dude. That's cool, you know. Right. So yeah, moving on though. We got we gonna wrap this episode up, but we don't want to carry on for too too long. So yes, and before or before we go any further, let's talk about our sponsor, Eye Candy Graphics and Web Design. We uh, we thank them for their support. Uh, let's see here. Let me get to the read. Mm-hmm. Um, do you well, do your marketing materials seem a little bland? Are you feeling left behind with social media? Yes. Are you tired of playing games with your web designer? Absolutely. We recommend you check out iCandy Graphics and Web Design. Quality, affordability, customer service, convenience, dependability. iCandy is passionate about their work. Right. Uh, their versatile styles range from classic and professional to simple and elegant and fresh and alternative. Whatever style you're looking for, they will listen to you and deliver. They can create memorable brands that deliver impact with your help, your customers, or with their help, yes. your customers. <laughs> will see professional, consistent, and attractive design throughout your website, advertising, marketing materials, business cards, social media, data sheets, and Wherever else your name appears, iCandy Graphics. Right. Uh, let's see, www.icandy-graphics.com. Uh, and you can email them, info at icandy-graphics.com, or you just go to uh, the ivypod.com website right. and click on their logo and go straight to their site. It's also on Facebook too, right? Absolutely. Well, there you go. Um, you know, we didn't mention it last time or in any previous reads, but if you you are interested in the web and you do your own website design or anything like that, they have a blog uh, where they give you tips on how to do web design and web stuff and blogging and social media. So free tips. So it's a it's a good place to go just for just information alone. So check them out. Cool. Thank you. We thank them for their support of the IV Alternative Podcast. Awesome. All Let's right. Finish this B up. Yeah, sounds good, John. So we we've done we've done our election to coverage. We had Dana Discoff on, and now we're gonna do our huge pods, apps, and tweets. So let's do it. What do you want to start with? You want to start with the apps? Okay. I the only thing I've got really I was gonna talk about Vine and my annoyance with uh, people following and unfollowing, but I'm gonna leave it at that because it just make me mad. There you go. Know. I won't be able to continue. Maybe we should so save bad. it for you could have a good rant on the next episode. Let's do it. That's a date. Awesome. Uh, the only one uh, since we I have an iPhone now, so one thing that I've never been that big on is the iPhone's calendar app. I think it's okay, but I think it could be better. And I started hunting around for alternatives, and I found one called Kalen Mob. C A L E N M O B. 
It's just a way. It actually, what really brought me to it was it, it's a it's a calendar that allows you to sync your iPhone calendar with Google Calendar, which because you can't sync Google with the iPhone's built-in native calendar. So this is an, uh, a way to have them all in one place. So if you have a Google account and you like, for me, I had an Android account, so this was perfect because I I had a pretty extensive calendar with stuff and birthdays and all that kind of stuff in it. I didn't want to redo everything, so that's my suggestion. All right. Mob. Nice. Uh, I got one, and I've been trying to just try out different games, and this one is Mini Golf Matchup. Um, Tried it out. It's fun. You could do it. It's kind of like Words with Friends or whatever, where you get two shots, and then whoever you're playing has two shots kind of thing, or, you know, play two holes or whatever. Um, and it's just like goofy mini golf. I thought it was, it's pretty cool. I think I saw someone, some, someone we follow on Twitter or something recommended it, so I tried it out. And so if you're, I, and I don't know if it's on Android or not, I bet it is. It seems like it's, it looks like it's fairly popular. So just mini golf or mini golf mashup, I think. So, uh, give that one a go if you're looking for a good time waster. Yeah, that's all I got for apps. Um, what do you got for pods, John? Uh, I've been listening to, I've been on a hunt. I, I mentioned it on the last show. I've been searching for new shows. Uh, I did listen to some of my usuals, like, you know, This American Life and nice. uh, WTF. The Rob Schneider one was good. Mm-hmm. Um, been listening to a little bit of the Boars and Bernstein show in podcast form. Nice, from the score. Uh, yep, from the score. Uh, but the in searching for some new podcasts, you know, there's this guy uh, I've followed or he's, who's followed the podcast, um Anthony D'Angelo, okay. I think is it. Uh, and anyway, he he, I started following him on Vine as well. And through Vine, I discovered that he's got this podcast called Natty Bros Podcast. Uh, now they live in, I believe, DC. Okay. Um, but he used to be in Chicago, and that's how I got. I think that's how the connection came with Ivy Pod at one point in time. But they do. Um, they kind of the show is. Cool because it kind of reminds me of our show. Just two guys who are doing a podcast, and just having fun with it, and it's all sports talk. And you know, for two guys who are just kind of threw this thing together, uh, they do a nice show. And they they know their sports. Oh, cool. You know? it's a, it's a, so what is, uh, what is Natty listened, Bros stand for? I have no idea. The national <laughs> the nationals are the natural yeah, light. Know. Are they into beer? Natural light. They yeah. Well, you don't know. You. Just... I've only listened to one. It was, you know, it was good. Enjoyed it. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> That's it. It's funny. I'm gonna walk away from this. Yeah, you guy got nothing. Well, I I did my usual, uh, you know, the same thing. This American Life. Oh yeah, we kind of we told Dana that we'd have if he listened, uh, we we'd have some recommendations for him. Uh, Mark Marin is the WTF, Dana. Okay, if you're listening. <laughs> the Jonathan Just for you. Jonathan Winters episode. He re-released that one today. Uh, Jonathan Winters is an old comedian. You might remember him from Mork and Mindy. He was the baby that you know. He was born on the show and then he lived backwards. Do you remember that, John? I do. And he he's hilarious. Very very quick witted. Uh, but he passed away on Thursday, so he re-released that episode. So if you can get a chance to listen to that one, that one's spectacular. See, he was in his 80s and. Still very, very sharp, and um, and I don't think he was in very good health when when uh, when Marin did that episode. So um, that's the WTF Pod show. You know, again, you can find that one on iTunes, obviously. 
I, I enjoyed the This American Life Tribes episode. I don't know. Did you get a chance to listen to that one? Tribes. Yeah. Was that, oh, I, you know what? Uh, the, I, I enjoyed the first chunk of that one the, the best, the one that was about the American Indians. Okay. Because that was weird because that's the one, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah. It was weird because I had just literally the two days before listening to that, I watched the movie Dances with Wolves. Oh. And, you know, that the way that portrays, you know, the American Indians, you know, back, way back when – and then to listen to that This American Life and to hear how screwed up things are yeah. for them and how people are just abusing each other, it's it's right. it was a it was a shocking, I guess. Well, and that the begin with the, was it the very beginning where the the woman has like the tingly feeling when she watches Bob uh, Ross Bob Ross that's his name the painter guy. Oh yeah, that that was interesting too. I just found that to be see that great. one bugged me. I Did it really? <laughs> just because <laughs> see the, the the thing that caused her a tingly feeling. Caused me to get annoyed. Okay. Well, see, and so I had have, an opposite impact. You don't have that, whatever they call that. Well, I was going to say disease, but it's not. It's just a <laughs> a thing that people. It's get. a thing when you when people talk really like low whispers. volume, you get a weird tingly feeling mm-hmm. in your yeah, body ears, right? Yeah, I, I can yeah. see it. Like if you like a song you like, you know, <laughs> like if you really you get it, you know, if it's a certain tune, you know what I mean. But like not not Bob Ross and. If you mix the paints together like this, and it, she just can't get enough of it. I don't know. You got to listen to that one. And I and I think we talked about that uh, the episode before that one after uh, the trends uh, trends with benefits episode too. That one. I'm just looking at my iTunes now, and that one uh, got me all kinds of uh, pissed off and excited and worked up. And that one was excellent too. So was that the last one? Yeah, the episode 490, um, which, which which was from a couple weeks ago actually. That the Americans on disabilities yes. Uh, uh, yes, that were collecting point. disability checks, that whole thing. Yep. Uh, very frustrating. Yep. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't really explore too many other podcasts. There's some other ones. Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Um, he had one with, he released, uh, uh, and this is kind of out there a little bit, but one with a heroin, like an ex-heroin addict and just talks to him like a, very frankly and honestly what it's like to be like a junkie basically um very raw kind of interesting um and then i didn't get a chance to listen to this but his father was in the holocaust and he did an interview with his dad so i'm gonna have to find a time to listen to that one as well um and that's our ari shafir's skeptic tank so he's a interesting feller um yeah but that's all i had for pot so what do we got for tweets john let's do it tweets of the week of the week uh, All right. The first one here is from the Times, the Ottawa Times, at my web Times. Uh, the tweet is, the man walking Ottawa with his face concealed and dressed mostly in black apologized for scaring people. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part of this is the, the link. Yeah, you have to it's, see the picture. Uh, uh, we should post this or something because this guy is like over the top. You, yeah. He's, I mean, he's crazy. He's crazy in a good way. Uh, he's. Let's describe this for everybody. He's wearing. Like a ninja. Uh, he does look like a ninja in like this black Ku Klux Klan like. Um, Let me paint a picture. So this is this is the day. Unfortunately, there was an incident in Ottawa. A couple, and I I tried. I was actually on Twitter uh, tweeting from the the podcast uh, Twitter account about it. Um, there was an incident in, in Ottawa downtown. 
uh, Herman's Liquor Store, where one of the owners actually committed suicide behind the store. That's that's what they're saying happened now. But at the time, they didn't know what happened. Um, he was found dead. I think there was that they recovered a weapon, and they didn't. They they did a death investigation, and they actually closed off. They cordoned off basically like a block of the downtown area. And as you know, small town or smallish town, um, you know that was a made the town a buzz. Everybody was kind of scared. They didn't know what happened. They didn't know if it was a botched robbery or, you know, who knows what. I mean, you know, people just start getting crazy with ideas about what it could have been. And then the then this dude's walking around wearing his ninja outfit, scaring people. And <laughs> so that's why this one, you know, I, I caught caught. I thought it was hilarious because if you look at the picture, you're like, what? And then if you read up about him, he's actually kind of a good Samaritan, goes around picking up trash and cleaning up graffiti, but he wants to be anonymous. But instead, because there was a, a potentially, a, people thought at the time, a murder that just happened in town, um, he's, you know, the ninja's out again, and he could have been <laughs> the guy who did the crime, and it was freaking everybody out. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. That yeah, is. <laughs> Just oh, to boy. set the tone, because it, I mean, any other day maybe wouldn't have meant so much, but the fact that everybody's wondering what the heck happened to the guy that Herman's and and then there's this guy, yeah. So all right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, moving on. Uh, this is uh, from Kevin Nelson at Q B A I I I L. I'm never gonna. We're, we're not gonna mention this guy. His Twitter handle is too hard, but um, see, I always read it as Q Ball. Is that what? Oh, okay. Q-Ball, Illinois. Q-Ball. I think it's Q-Ball. You know what? That's how I've always read it, and I'm not – well, anyway. Yeah, it makes sense, though. Q-Ball. Kevin Nelson at Q-Ball. I think we tweeted this one. Um, oh, the humanity. So many night crawlers on the blacktop this morning. Squished bazillions of them on the way to the office. Uh, hashtag Robin Buffet. I hate that when the worms come out, but it does mean spring is coming, even though it's sort of tricky. But yeah, I thought that was funny because th- there was kind of a couple real rainy mornings this past week, so uh, and it smelled like worms, and I hate it when it smells yes, it like did. worms. It's disgusting. Yeah. So, <laughs> I really do. Get me inside. <laughs> I, I like nature. I'm not a. I'm not normally a that kind of guy, but I don't like that smell unless I'm fishing. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I just prefer to smell it when I open the night crawlers, you know. Moving oh on, I guess. <laughs> Shooter McGavin at Shooter McGavin underscore. It looks like that's weird. Yeah. Okay, it says uh, Gilmore shotgunned beers, launched flag sticks, and went on profanity-laced tirades during his tour career, and was never once disqualified. Right, I think that one. I I tweeted that one in regards to the. Masters tournament and the Tiger Woods controversy. If you're not a sports fan, yes. yeah, whatever. But uh, okay. <laughs> this is from, uh, obviously from, from, uh, Happy Gilmore, the movie. I was just watching that the other night. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Well, cause that there was the 14 year old kid from China who was playing in the Masters and he made the cut and they penalized him for taking too long on a shot. And they don't do that. That's just something that no one ever gets penalized for. That it's kind of like traveling in the NBA. You know, they just don't call it, and they yeah. take the fourteen-year-old kid, fourteen, and he's in the. They matter. had to prove a point, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, they got to show that kid how. Yeah, they're a bunch of <laughs> racists. They don't want no Chinese kid coming in there and doing good or something. Maybe I don't know, but I hope not. <laughs> it is Augusta. They have a bit yeah. of a history, John. Yeah, I guess so. Not letting women in. 
you know, not having they didn't get their first black member until the nineties or something like that. So I mean, kind of kind of a thing. But this is hey, obviously I don't think anybody got disqualified, but that cracked me up. That was a good This American Life, by the way, the one about the guy who pretended to be a busboy at one of those all white golf courses. Did you? Wasn't that This American Life? Did you ever listen to that one? No, it sounds. I don't know. This, he's like a doctor. He had some very, very high-profile job. Just wanted to, he couldn't, he wasn't allowed to be a member of this particular golf course. So then he decided to go undercover and got oh, a job okay. as like a busboy, just to find out about it. It's interesting. Huh? Oh no, I didn't know that one. Huh. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. Probably I think not. I, I just I listen to so many of them. It's hard to keep them all straight. Uh, well, moving on, I guess. Um, this one's from Brody Logan, at Brody Logan. On this date, 1933, which is April 7th, FDR signed the Cullen Harrison Act, legalizing the sale of beer after 14 years of prohibition. Uh, and he makes an article, and we like beer, so I, I thought this was appropriate. So We talk about beer. We drink beer. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. It was, what, 70, uh, 80 years uh, this past uh, April 7th since... You know, it's hard to believe that they even banned it, but hey, you never know. <laughs> and the last one is really, uh, it, we should definitely post this because it, it doesn't do it justice right. to read it. Right. Uh, it's from Jonah Carey at Jonah Carey. It's just never, and then it's got a link, a YouTube link, and then it retweets, it retweet Lings, Ched, and Jonah Carey. Oh, sure. Let's just trash RBI. RBI while we're at it. So, the the tweet itself is is not a big deal. It's the link to the YouTube video because it's an RBI baseball from the Nintendo. Right, and it's and actually yeah, it's the nice. They synced it with the actual game. Right. Uh, what game was that? It was, it was Game Six of the 1986 World Series where Bill Buckner commits the error. It's like the ninth the big inning. Error, yeah. Yeah, it's basically the whole right. ninth inning where the Mets come back and win. And they've got the actual audio from the announcers synced with the gameplay to match with real life events. Right, of that <laughs> 19 and it's they do pitching changes and foul balls and errors and I don't know how they did it. It either was really time consuming or um they're good at programming in either way. I I, I so for someone in I know you can you you did this as well. Has spent a ton of time playing this silly game RBI baseball on the Nintendo. It's yes. really cool. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. <laughs> I, it cracked me up. I watched the whole thing. It's like eight minutes long. I don't know. So I watched it twice, actually, because it just <laughs> blew me away. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. They're right down to the air, right when Bill Buckner had that ball go between his legs. Now, granted, on RBI, if a guy committed an error, the ball didn't boing. go between his legs. But, yeah, he did the boing-oing-oing-oing-oing thing where he <laughs> vibrated, and he, he would be frozen for a few seconds, you know? Yeah. And they, they got that right. I don't know how. So it's awesome. Good editing. Yeah. I don't know. You, maybe it was just like um like South Park style. No, I bet they just li- – I bet they no, just – No, it looked like they played it. Because it wasn't I think perfect. they played it, yeah. No, I bet they played it and they just recorded right. it and then they went back after the fact and right. pasted it all together in the order it needed to be. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. You know, they just filmed the whole thing and they filmed various things happening. And but like just, even at the end, they show the scoreboard and the score was right. Yeah. 
Like that's I don't cool. know, man. Yeah, actually. <laughs> there's ways, man. Don't you worry. No, yeah, there's you're ways right. to do you're it. Right. There's, it, it's hard to believe that yeah, they would get the entire sequence of that game just right, or at least the last, even just the last inning. But yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the whole, it just it was it blew me away. I don't know. Ho <laughs> uh, hum. Yeah, we could skip my last one. Do you want me to? I, uh, oh well, it's that's a good one actually. It's from right. uh, Ars Technica. Uh, ARS uh, Technica, uh, anonymous hackers take control of the North Korean propaganda sites. Is that true? It was true, and that's why I just I love, love anonymous. It North Korean, huh? Gotta love anonymous. I know it's just nice to see. This is hacking that I can get behind yeah. when they go after, you know, you know, nutbags over in North Korea, and they they take over their basically they took over their some of their major sites that you know blast propaganda at their right. citizens. I can't imagine very many them. people have the internet, though. It was their websites. So well, yeah, sure I believe that some website. people might, but I, I just, you know, I don't know. But basically, they took control of their websites and started blasting uh, anti-North Korean stuff. Right. Just making fun of Kim Jong-un. You know, un. Kim Jong-un. Yeah, so that's, uh, I just enjoyed that because North Korea is so freaking nuts lately. Yeah. Uh, well, you got to pick a winner now, or something. No, Someone no, does. they're all winners. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we don't yeah, really that's... pick winners anymore, do we? Yeah. I, I agree, they are all winners. They're all winners. All right. Well, I think that, that pretty much wraps everything up, doesn't it? Doesn't it? I, I, we didn't oh. carry on too, too long. So. That's, that's a little bit longer than we, you know. We do that, though, John. Yeah. You can edit it down, take out all the uh, could... ooms and uhs and unks. The Kim Jong-uns. <laughs> I'll do my best. Yeah. Kim Jong Un. I'll edit that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking <laughs> of Kim Jong Un, I, I think I've talked about it before, but if anybody ever is, go to Vice.com. I've been tweeting on my personal page because they got a new show on uh, or, uh, HBO, <clears throat> Vice TV, on HBO. It's like a TV yeah, show. Yeah. The 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 whole episode. I think it's like a three part, six part series or something like that. It's over an hour long, um, where he he goes to North Korea. I, I mean, yes, it's just take I it want out, to see that. It just take the time and watch it. It's worth it. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. It'll blow you away. Speaking of North Korea, just like the the amount of pomp and like the everything's just a show. It's 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 nothing's real. Everything is just supposed to look like they know what they're doing. It's supposed to look like they're they're in charge, but really you can tell everything's just, it's just all a fraud. It's insane. So you have to see it. Say the, uh, Check it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Vice, Vice on. Just go to the Vice channel on YouTube and uh, look up the North Korean episodes. I and think. before we uh, we get off here, I do have to send a quick shout out to the Three Geeks One podcast, a uh, new podcast here in the Illinois Valley. Uh, they gave us a shout out, and giving them a shout out right back. Yeah, you guys, not- guys, got to get on Podbean or iTunes. They're right now they're on Podomatic, and they need to get back. You need to get on iTunes. So, yeah, that get always, going on that, guys. Come on. Yeah, that Come. always makes us feel legit when you download it on iTunes and you can see it on your. I don't know. Yeah. I always like that. Yeah, but uh, so I guess that's it. Yeah. Um. Good. So yeah, thanks again, Dana, for coming on the show. That was awesome. We appreciate it. Check him out. IVPod.com is the website. IVPodcast on Twitter. IVPod on Facebook. Mail at IVPod is our email. Thanks again for for iCandy, graphics and web design, for supporting our show. Yeah. And, oh, take advantage. 
the five dollar sponsorship is going up. So get act fast. Right, you can't last this. forever. There's no way act you can't fast survive. and book. Yeah, get some. Get right. go ahead, get on there and get sponsorships because the five dollar deal is. Uh, I've been. Uh, yeah, well, it's going away. All right. Well, I mean, you know, we're just going into the hole doing this. We can. It's such a good deal. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's right. (laughs) All right. right. On that, I say we're out, right? I'm out. I'm out. See ya. Peace. Bye.